Hello, everyone. This is Coach Bills, joined by Coach Future Star to discuss another group in the PNTT. Coach, how you doing? Hi, everything's good. How about you, Coach? I'm doing all right. We are covering the Garavaglia group, named after the dearly departed Dorian Garavaglia. Not that he's passed away, as far as I know. I think he's moved on to the Symbia, if that still exists. But uh, he played for Montpelier. They are the one seed in the group. The group also consists of Culver City, Albuquerque, and Utica. But we'll start with that top seed, uh, a team that certainly got a bit worse, losing Garavaglia. Um, this is uh, a team that relied heavily on him for scoring last year. He scored 26 and a half points a game, and they've had a lot of success with him. Uh, they have been getting a little thinner offensively each season that he was there. And so they were going to need some scoring to replace him. And they did bring in at least one scorer in the freshman class. So it likely will be. Uh, another strong year for Montpelier. You can see how much talent they've got when you take a look at their roster, just in terms of recruiting class rankings. Uh, they've been in the NTT a bunch of seasons in a row, were the national runner-up uh, back in season 29, so not too long ago, though none of the players on this roster were on that team. Uh, but I think the big question to me, Coach, uh, as I'll throw it to you, is whether Willie Walker, the freshman, can fill the big shoes offensively that Garavaglia vacated. Yeah, um, they do pick up a score in Willie Walker to try and replace uh, some of the offense they lost. Um, he did score 23 points a game about in high school. Uh, pretty good efficiency at small forward. Um, it looks like they will probably use him as their first option at shooting guard to replace Garavaglia. Obviously, it's impossible to replace a guy like that. Um, uh, one-time conference player of the year, uh, first, time all, uh, first team all-conference all four seasons. Um, it was a uh, first team freshman, all league as a freshman. So it can score 25, 26 points a game consistently. So I don't know if Willie Walker is going to be capable of that, um, but he should be able to contribute some and uh, he definitely fills some of the void and probably going to need a little bit of uh, contributions from some other players. Um, and uh, it does look like their freshman class, they do kind of uh, pick up some useful players other than him. Uh, Elijah Benitez, a uh, guy playing out of position last year at Power Forward. He looks kind of like a point guard prospect. Maybe he could be like a backup point guard type guy. And they did lose a backup big last year. Um, and they pick up a seven-footer in Colton Whitney, who probably at worst would be a decent backup center. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised if Benitez gets a shot at starting. He looks maybe a little weak on the defensive end, though that's tough to tell. As you said, he was playing out of position, but he was pretty efficient as a scorer. Didn't score a lot of points, but again, overmatched inside. Uh, when he does move to guard, wherever it is, presumably he'll be better there. And he had a nice three-to-one assist to turnover ratio. And beyond that, Jaheim Crownover, last year's point guard, was not overwhelming in that role. Uh, three and a half turnovers for 30 minutes. Uh, he was good on defense, but didn't really score too much. So I think there is an opportunity there if Benitez uh, plays well for him to potentially win that role. But yeah, I really think, as I said, I think Walker will be the key because the team has a ton of talent. Uh, but, you know, last season relied so heavily on Garavaglia. I think they, they would not have had nearly as much success without his scoring. Uh, now, they do have some guys on the roster who were on the bench who scored reasonably well for them, Benjamin McElhaney and Joshua Neal, uh, both put up some pretty good numbers, at least in terms of points per bench. But um, unless one of those guys is, is ready to move into the starting lineup, and I'm not sure that's the case, um, I think it really will be up to Walker 
to fill those shoes. So at least to me, I don't know what, how you see it, coach, but it, it could be maybe a small step down for what still should be a, a pretty strong team. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, there's still going to be an NTT team. Look, it looks like based on the talent that they have, um, yeah, but they are going to suffer through some growing pains because Walker, even though he was a good scorer in high school, I wouldn't expect 23 points a game, which is what he scored in high school right out of the gate. So um, they're going to need some contributions from some other players. I think they might, like you said, they might have to uh, plug in one of those bench players who probably are capable of scoring, you know, maybe 15 points a game um, into the starting lineup this year, uh, just to give Walker some help on the, uh, on the offensive end. Yeah, very possibly. We'll see in which direction they go. Um, now we're going to move on to the number two seed. It's Culver City, uh, another team that lost some major talent from its squad. And another team that very recently, even more recently than Montpelier, was the national runner-up. Uh, just two seasons ago, they made the title game and lost there. Uh, but unfortunately for them, they lost most of the talent that was on that team. Uh, they had three guys who started on last year's team that still made the NTT headlined by Jalen Clark, uh, the big man who averaged a double, double, uh, per game, not quite per 30 minutes. Uh, and then, you know, about three and a half to four blocks per game as well. Uh, so he was a great player. He was a huge part of their NTT run two seasons ago. He's gone. Uh, and I don't remember the names off the top of my head. Okay, yeah, now I'm taking a look. Patrick Laney, he was the star on the team two seasons ago. Of course, he's now long gone. Um, so, you know, it's another team that has been in the NTT, has lost a lot of talent. It didn't necessarily bring in quite as much talent, at least in terms of the recruiting rankings, as did Montpelier. Though there is one freshman uh, who really stands out statistically. Uh, I, I, am I right, Coach? Yeah, yeah. You look at the three guys they brought in, and uh, Jason Bogan is a guy who scored 30 points a game in high school, which is pretty rare. That's not something you see. I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but I'm going to guess that he's either one of only a few guys or maybe the only guy to score over 30 points a game uh, as a high school senior. Um, a little bit was done on volume. He took 24 shots a game, but he was fairly efficient for as many shots as he took, uh, 59% true shooting. So he's definitely going to be a key to this team. And the problem I see is not only did they lose – their three probably their three best players they lost the only three guys that look like they have any sort of consistent scoring um so there's going to be a lot of focus on bogan and they're going to need to have somebody who previously wasn't a big scorer at least contribute some um so that's going to be you know that's going to be the challenge for them <laughs> yeah no doubt uh so first of all you're absolutely right bogan is the only guy who averaged 30 points a game last season i just went and checked that while you were talking uh so it, it's actually notable to see the recruiting class ranking down, you know, around 80 with a player there um, with his kind of statistical production. And it's not as if it's a big hardwood class either. So um, presumably he has some deficiencies in his game, but he clearly can score. So that'll be big for them. looks like Jacob Wexler, who was on the bench last year, uh, a big guy might be able to contribute offensively. He was uh, very efficient scoring uh, about 12 points per 30 minutes as the backup power forward. So you got to figure he finds his way into the starting lineup. So maybe between the two of them, there will be enough offense there. Um, yeah, but yeah. 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that you move him into the starting lineup and that, that probably is the logical replacement for Jalen Clark at center. Um, but then that's going to leave them awfully short on the bench, which, you know, in league 31, 
that happens, you know, because there's, you know, it's hard to get talent in League 31. So you just kind of do the best you can and you probably just put the most talented players on the floor as much as you can and on the bench you just try and survive. But they're going to be a little short on the bench. Um, and yeah, like just even just looking at the bench players, they're, like you said, they're looking at their per 30 numbers. Um, there's not a whole lot of offense there. So um, a lot of it's just going to rely on. Uh, the incoming freshman Bogan, and then hoping that uh, Wexler can contribute some. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, it should be another good year for them in a, a reasonably tough Conference 28 with, I know, the most talented team in the country in Mesa. Um, but they they should be able to hang tough in this group. But let's take a look at the second half of the group, having now covered the first two teams. Uh, the three seed is Albuquerque, another NTT team from a year ago, uh, one that ended our NTT hopes uh, in the first round. We were the three seed, they were the 14, but they didn't seem to care about the seeding and knocking us off. Uh, so a, a team that always has a lot of success. Coach McMire does a great job there. Often it's with sort of, I wouldn't say middling recruiting rankings, but recruiting rankings, you know, with around the 70s, 80s, 90s. And yet they they have a lot of success. More recently, they've started to have slightly better ranked classes, including this freshman class, um, which was much needed for them as they make it three for three in having lost to, at least I would call their best player. Statistically, it's an argument, but Hunter Morris uh, was their star point guard last year. Uh, he was a, a really good player for them. He's gone now. Uh, but fortunately, they bring in uh, a class that uh, was ranked by both magazines around the 20s. Um, question i guess will be where they go at that point guard position so coach do you think it'll be luke thompson the returning sophomore who maybe slides down to point guard or do you see one of these freshmen potentially filling that role um yeah looking at the the numbers luke thompson probably looks like the most obvious uh choice although they might go back to like their their backup point guard from last year xavier Brain. yeah as soon as actually... i asked i realized that's got to <laughs> yeah, be the answer yeah. it, it's kind yeah. of an interest yeah because i don't see either the freshman i mean dalton DeLong is a guy that comes in as a shooting guard and has some decent assist numbers but he turns the ball over a little too much for my liking for 1.7 turnovers at shooting guard um probably mm -hmm. not going to translate too well to point guard um but yeah if you look at their their their, their roster last year you could almost argue that their bench was even more productive than most of the players in their starting lineup outside of a couple positions. So they definitely had some talent there. Um, so I think uh, some of those guys will get some more minutes this year. And I, I think that they're not going to skip a beat because they graduate two guys who are on NA. So they're probably at worst going to be as good as they were last year. And I see an improvement uh, by giving some of those bench players some more minutes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it was my mistake in missing Breen. I remember now coach posted something about how good Breen was. I, I'm trying to look it up now, but it was something like, you know, he's to be in there or something, you know, kind of gaudy like that uh mm -hmm. and the numbers do back up that, he, that he's talented 7.7 .7 assists 1.8 steals per 30 minutes last year so you got to figure he'll be there and as you alluded to some other good players on the bench too uh Giacomo Livesay or Livesay was very efficient at the backup shooting guard position so although this is another team that graduated a really good player um it may be the first of our three the first three teams we've looked at that um could maybe be better this year than they were last year what do you, what do you think about that yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I mean, even they did have some success in the NTT last year. They, uh, well, they they won their first game at least. Um, but overall, fourteen and ten on the year. Um, so they struggled at the end. They actually ended up. Uh, let's see what happened last year. Oh, actually, yeah, they did have some success last year. They, what they finished, what 
thirty seconds. So what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> it means the only that team means... they beat in the NTT. Oh, okay, was up. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> Thanks for dragging that out to okay, embarrass my yeah, team there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost. Okay, yeah. So um, obviously they did a good job of getting into the NTT with, like you said, sort of you know middle of the road classes, but now adding more talent, um, finding some more minutes for some of their uh, players who probably deserve some more playing time. Um, yeah, I see an improvement, and and you know they finished with an 87 power ranking last season, and I think that's gonna that's gonna improve uh, by quite a bit this year. Yeah, you know I wonder whether Richard Hughes as a freshman could come in and and steal a spot in the starting lineup because I remember when scouting them for that first round game, I have to admit I thought we were gonna win not just because of the seating but because they looked a little thin in the front court. I thought um, Ryan Wolf ran yeah I'm not sure how to pronounce yeah that. yeah Does, he's doesn't actually, look great yeah he's and, actually a guy right. we recruited a couple years ago and um yeah he even though he's big um he, he didn't really perform all that well um you know maybe there's some improvement for him you know as a sophomore but you know he's just kind of size in the front court and doesn't really uh, give you too much in terms of dynamics so yeah maybe Richard Hughes is a guy that that can come in and be a good defensive presence uh, in the middle yeah yeah at least is possible um so we'll see what what the team does in terms of a lineup, but they they certainly have some options, and as we were saying, some some pretty good depth that the freshmen will contribute to, as well. Uh, now it's time to move to the four seed in this group, but actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think they are the highest ranked team in the actual power rankings of the four teams in this group, and that is Utica, the Big Wands. Uh, they are number ten in the preseason power rankings despite being a PTT team a year ago. Uh, and in fact, also having graduated their best player. So we're four for four there. Uh, they lost Jose Glass, the senior point guard, who scored uh, about 26 points a game. Uh, that get, comes down a bit when you check out per 30 numbers, but he, w- he was great. Um, so he's gone. Um, but for whatever reason, with the returning talent, they're way up in the top 10 preseason. Um, you know, a pretty good freshman class. 2732 sim hoops hardwood um you know looks like a center playing out of position and joshua evans who could come in and potentially help them but um i, I think it'll, it'll certainly be a hole for them to fill with glass gone so just like with albuquerque i guess my my question to you is what do you think um might be the first option at point guard for this utica team yeah um looking at it you know they have like I said they're ranked uh, number 10 overall in the preseason rankings and that's largely based on the recruiting classes um mm-hmm. but i think it's hard to say that you know that, that the, i don't necessarily agree that this team is the 10th best team in the country just based yeah. on how they're made up um they do it looks like based on pure talent they probably have a decent amount of good players but not too many guys who are real dynamic as far as scoring the ball they don't have a lot of size. It looked like they were, were experimenting last season. A lot of guys were kind of changing positions, getting different minutes. They kind of spread a few minutes around, tried different guys in and out of the lineup. Um, so it looked like he was looking for something. Um, yeah, the point guard position is going to be interesting because there's no obvious candidate. Um, it's hard to tell with the new freshman because it looked like he, there was a trend there. He recruited three guys who were playing way out of position. So it's kind of hard to say what they'll do once moved to kind of a proper spot in the lineup. Um you know, maybe looking at it, Fernando McClure could be a guy that could be a point guard, um, you know, uh, averaging about three and a half assists per game at power forward, didn't turn the ball over much, um, somewhat decent offensively, not real efficient, but scored 10 points a game. So that would be maybe my first choice without knowing uh, knowing his attributes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I certainly does not look like a top 10 team, uh, as you said, you know, I, I mean, there's, there's obviously talent here, but it's a little hard to see how the pieces will fit. Like you said, not a lot of height, um, you know, not much shot blocking last year that, that can make it tough to be consistent on defense. Um, and you know, there's not an obvious leading scorer who's going to now replace glass either. Um, Maybe Noah Brown, who was on the bench last year, he he was probably the best, second best pure scorer on the team. Maybe he comes into the starting lineup. Maybe it'll be Evans, the freshman. Maybe they'll both be there. Um, so, you know, with all this talent and a very experienced coach, presumably they'll have some success. But despite the high ranking, at least to me, uh, having gone through this, um, I think they they may very well be at the bottom of this group or, or potentially contending uh, with Culver City for that for that spot. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm sort of transitioning to sort of an overall group outlook, but, but what, what do you think of these four teams and how they stack up? Yeah. Yeah. As far as Utica is concerned. Yeah, I agree. Um, because there's that, that happens in this league. I mean, there's actually a, a, a I'm not going to name names, but there actually is a team that I'm pretty familiar with in, in one, uh, I don't remember if it's this league. Yeah. I think it's in this league. Um, that, that kind of the same situation a lot where the, recruiting rankings are always pretty high it look like they always have a lot of talent but they just don't perform just because the the, the makeup of the roster just doesn't quite work and so Utica is kind of similar to that um, as far as the overall um, outlook I mean I think Montpelier they have the most talent um, as for it, you know not necessarily based on the recruiting rankings but in terms of what uh you know what with the players that they have on the roster and they have kind of a little bit of everything and looking at their schedule also as the top seed they actually do not have the toughest schedule which kind of you know goes against what usually the number one seed faces the toughest schedule um but it looks like they don't face that toughest schedule uh, relative to some of the other teams so i think they probably have a pretty good shot at winning this group Yeah. um, I I think it could be a competitive group though. I think you're right in what you say about Montpelier, but they do have such a huge hole to fill that, uh, you know, they may struggle a bit getting started. And, you know, I I like Albuquerque. It may just be because, you know, like I said, we we still have bad memories from when they beat us. (laughs) uh, I don't know. They did lose Morris, like I said, so that's going to matter for sure. But uh, they have some nice freshmen and um, some good options off the bench to maybe pick up where, he left off and where they left off last season. Uh, As I implied, I'm a little more down on Culver city uh, just because they lost so much talent. Uh, They did, they did bring in Bogan, which will help tremendously. uh, And Wexler's a good player too, but I I see them a bit behind those top two. And then I think Utica could end up bringing up the rear despite what those rankings say, but you know, overall it's not as if there's some huge gulf among these teams where there's a team that's just, you know, really struggling and bereft of talent or a team that you think is, you know, going to be um, maybe contending to win the whole tournament. Uh, does that sound fair? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, it looks like all four teams are going to be competitive. Um, I haven't looked too closely at the schedules of some of the other teams, but I don't think there's any team here that's going to, you know, uh, you know, go winless uh, uh, through the PNTT or win only one game. I mean, there's, there's some pretty competitive teams here. Um, But like you said, yeah, I I think Montpelier and uh, Albuquerque probably are the two best in this group and will perform the best just based on the talent that they have relative to the other two. I am with you. And I think that will close out the discussion of this group. So thanks a lot, everyone for listening. And we'll be back with another group 